Have you thought about becoming a career coach, but not sure what it's really like? Not sure how to get started? Well, we've got you covered. Let's drop into this week's conversation of how to become a career coach. Welcome to the How to Become a Career Coach podcast, and this is your host, Felt. It's time to break out the confetti because today I want to share with you this bonus episode. Now, earlier this week, Scott and I held a special training where we shared the three keys to a profitable coaching business once, once you have your first clients. As a quick summary of what we are going to teach you in this episode, key number one is all about why this well-known but little-used marketing tool can be the difference between standing out and resonating with potential clients and (laughs) not appealing to anyone at all. And key number two is about how one simple tweak in your coaching offer can make your coaching services instantly more valuable. And finally, key number three wraps it up by teaching you how to buy back time and leverage so you can focus on coaching and marketing. Also, in this episode, we answered a couple of your questions that came to us from people who joined us. Let's jump right into one of the first questions, which is also one of the biggest questions that we get here. Question number one, I'm switching from unpaid to paid coaching. How do I explain my various services? And I think that this is such a great question. Also, we see this at different stages too. In that first group that I mentioned where people are just thinking about coaching, they often want to know how this is possible so that they can do this later. And then the group that is exactly where Laura is at, they want to know, hey, like, how do I actually have that conversation? How do I explain what it is that I do? And I'll share that with you in just a second. The other group is in a, even a slightly different situation where if you already have paid clients and you want to get more, well, then you can hyper-focus how you explain your services in a way that's useful to your client in order to be able to not just sell more services, because that's only part of what it's about. The other part of it is better helping people. And I think that you can do that right here and there's an opportunity to do so. So let's cover a few of these different areas. Great question, Laura. And also, uh, here's how to think about this slightly differently. First of all, if you already have some what you might call pro bono clients or initial clients, or some people call them you know, free clients, essentially clients that you're working with that are not yet paying you money. That's okay. That's a great place. That's where almost everyone starts. What I don't want you to do is stay in that area for really, really, really extensive periods of time. That's not doing good for you and it's not going, doing good for uh, those particular clients and potential people that you might help in the future too. Okay, so here's how this can work. Let's go through each, each stage here. So you already have those, those paid clients. Let's assume for just a second that at least one of them is having a great experience with you. Here is how that might sound to transition with a conversation. So let's say that you are approaching the end of what you've committed to them, or maybe you even haven't even committed an end to them. Maybe you just started working with them. Then this is going to be especially important here too. Here's how that might look. 
you have a conversation with them, the next coaching conversation that you have with them, say, hey, I just wanted to check in here. I wanted to check in and understand you know, how this is working for you. What are you, um, what are you finding really, really valuable? And also, what are some of the areas that you feel like you might want more help with? Okay, you're asking this for two different reasons. One, so you can get legitimate feedback about what they find the most valuable because that's going to be helpful for you. But then two, the other reason why you're asking this is because it's going to help you set up any additional type of support that they may want and allow you to draw boundaries for how much unpaid help that you're giving them too. So in the circumstances where you've already said, hey, let's, let's work together for one month or let's work together for seven sessions or something like that. I'm just making a number up randomly. Then you're going to do that on your last session or second to last session. If you haven't defined a specific end period, then this is going to help you do so. So after you ask that question, you can say, okay, you know, I really appreciate the feedback. That's amazing. Uh, uh, it's really helpful to me to understand what's most valuable for you. And I'm really glad that you're having a good experience. Uh, the areas that you mentioned that you are, um, the areas that you mentioned that you're wanting more help with, I'd be thrilled to pieces to help with those two. And let's go ahead and let's do our coaching session today. But if you want help with those other areas, we can have a separate conversation, completely separate conversation. And I can talk to you about what specifically that it would take and how that additional help would look. And then also, um, you know, how much it would cost for us to keep working together beyond the free, uh, free capacity that we'd already talked about. And that allows them to do one of two things. First of all, it allows you to say, is that something that you're interested in? And they can say, no, that's totally cool. If they say no, if they're not actually interested in that, then wouldn't you rather know now? Wouldn't you, you know, wouldn't you, wouldn't it be more helpful to you and them if you could stop uh, assuming that, uh, that they want more help beyond the free coaching that you're already giving them? Or if they do want help, it allows them to be able to say, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do that. Uh, and then you can go ahead and set up that conversation, schedule a separate time for it, and be able to, to share that from there. Okay. So that's not answering this question directly, but it's really important because it sets up the direct answer. How do I explain my various services, especially while you're shifting from paid to unpaid coaching or unpaid to paid, I guess. Let's not go the other way, actually. So how do I explain my various services? Well, here's one of the easiest ways that I have found to do that. Make sure that in that next conversation that you've now set up to have with them, which a lot of people would call that a sales conversation. We don't call it a sales conversation here at Happen to Your Career. We call that a help call or a help conversation. And you know, Philip is actually one of the, one of the people on our team um, the main person on our team, in fact, that does the majority of those types of help calls. And when Philip's in a help call, you know, part of the reason that we call it that is with the intent to help. So honestly, a lot of uh, what Philip is doing is coaching during that call and asking really powerful, useful questions 
to get at and define what types of specific help that they need and what types of results they need. Okay, so now back to the question itself. Here's how that can look. It might be through a series, first of all, um, in that initial conversation, being able to recap the reason why you're there at the beginning and say, hey, you know, during this conversation or last time we had chatted, uh, you said you were interested in more help and I really wanted to understand exactly what you needed beyond our free coaching and you know, free capacity, our pro bono relationship that we had already had going. I'd love to keep working with you, but I want to make sure that I understand and I want to make sure that you understand what it would take as well. Okay. So then from there, you can let them know. I'm just going to ask you a variety of different questions so we can really define what is the specific type of help that you need from here on out. And then you can ask those questions. Those are going to be questions like, Hey, where do you feel like you need the most help? What do you feel like you're specifically struggling with in this area? Uh, they might tell you a number of things and you can dive deeper. You know, tell me more about that. Uh, essentially, what you're doing is some coaching or asking coaching type of questions through that. They're going to tell you what it is that they need and want, or at least their perception of what it is that they need and want. And when you can get enough of that information to share it back with them, then that allows you to be able to begin to articulate what type of services you have. So here's how that might sound. Okay, you know, thanks so much for sharing all of those pieces with me. Here's what it sounds like you need the most help with. It sounds like you're really struggling to be able to articulate your transferable skills in the interview process. Additionally, it also sounds like you are wanting to feel much more prepared so that you can go into the interview process much more comfortably. Is that right? And then they're going to say yes or no. If they say no, that's wonderful. That, that gives you an opportunity to say, okay, tell me more about what it is that that, uh, <laughs> that you feel like you need. Uh, usually what happens is they say, yes, that's exactly it. Or they say something along the lines of, yeah, yeah. And also too, I think that I want you know, this as well. And they might rattle off another thing. And you say, repeat it back to them. Uh, a lot of in our professional career coaching program, our you know, coaching mastery program, we actually, as we're teaching career coaches, we call this the... Um, the clarification and distillation and validation combo going through that cycle over and over again, clarify uh, and distill what it is that uh, is most important and then share it back with them. And that's the validation. This is something that works over and over and over and over again in coaching, but it also works in this help call slash whatever, you know, people might normally call a sales call. Okay. So from there, they, once you get it to the point where you're agreed upon what they need the most help with, and maybe additionally some of their goals, then that's it. You can say, okay, that's fantastic. That's exactly what I help with. I can, I can absolutely help with that. And here's the thing. When you do that, that doesn't sound like much. 
However, going through that process of pulling it out of them and forcing them to articulate what they specifically need makes it so that you don't have to specifically explain your, all your various different services. You don't, you don't need to. And they don't really care because they're after a particular result or a particular type of help. And it's much, 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 much more powerful if they're sharing it with you because they have something specific in mind. And think about it more as uh, what they need and the type of service that they need is buried in there someplace. And you just need to pull it out of them so that you're on the same page with them. And that's far, far more powerful than saying, well, okay, so here's what we do. We go through and then we actually you know, sit down and over the period of six different Skype sessions, we're going to go through and we're going to clarify exactly what you need. And da, da, da. Like that's not anywhere near as powerful as going and pulling it out of them, asking them powerful questions and continuing to demonstrate how you might serve them and then having them articulate it to you and then sharing that back with them. In their, their words, essentially. Far, far, far more powerful. And then that sets you up for the next step, which the next step is going to be, hey, here's specifically how I think that that might look or how specifically we would work together to do that. Here's how you would be able to leave uh, after our work together feeling very, very, very prepared for interviews uh, and going into them so that you don't feel so sweaty and nervous to the point where you, know, you are uh, completely uh, you know, at the interview. And instead, it's going to make it more likely for you to have intelligent interviews that you feel amazing about, higher degree of confidence going in, and that's going to lead you to more job offers for those types of roles that you're enjoying and love. So uh, here's how that might look specifically. And by the way, you notice what I did there. I shared back with, uh, with them, in this particular case, probably some verbiage that they said that they wanted and then uh, and had already told me using their words. And then I can detail what this the roadmap to be able to get there. That roadmap might sound something for you know, the type of solution that we just described. It might sound something like, okay, I think it's going to require that we work together for a period of six to eight weeks. During that time, you and I are going to do four different things. We're going to work to build out 20 different stories, not answers to every single possible question under the sun, but instead 20 different stories in which um, you can feel really comfortable telling. And then we can work on those through a period of mock interviewing. And then additionally, we can make sure that you're getting some practice and feedback through those mock interviews too. And as you're going into actual interviews and getting actual feedback, then we can evaluate that and improve upon it over the course of that six to eight weeks. So what I would expect is we'll meet together between six to eight times over the course of that you know, month and a half to two months. And here's what it's going to cost to be able to do that and make sure that you're completely prepared for all of those interviews, which are going to lead you to those job offers that you actually want. I'm going to charge $1,997. Okay. Is that something that feels like we're on the right track and lines up with what you need the very most. Okay, there's a, 
whole bunch of scripts in there. And there's a lot that is unsaid underneath the surface for why all each of those pieces can be effective. But I really wanted to give you a detailed example to answer this question from Laura. Hey, I, I hope that helps. By the way, let us know in the chat if that's something that is helpful to hear that type of that type of detail in scripts for how it might sound in a real conversation. Uh, I want to go on to question number two here, though, because number two is a great question as well. Maybe. <laughs> I think we lost lost the ability to go on to number two. Okay, so with the next question, it comes from Tim. Tim says, how can I market my services online? This is a really common question that we get again and again. We get variations of this question. And um, the challenge here for me, anytime I'm answering this question, is it's a little bit like uh, you, know, you holding both hands behind your back and not even knowing that you're holding both hands behind your back necessarily and you know, holding up a certain number of fingers and saying, hey, can you see how many fingers I'm holding up? Uh, and then I need to tell you how many fingers you're holding up. Okay, that sounds really uber confusing and it isn't meant to be. However, here's why that's the case. It's a great question and it is also um, not always a useful question. I wanna give you a slightly more useful question and help you think about this slightly differently at the same time. So how you market your services online changes completely, absolutely completely, depending on your target market. When I say target market, I'm talking about the specific group of people that you are creating your services and marketing for. Now, here's the crazy thing about this target market. This idea of target market is once you start getting into marketing, almost everybody knows that they should be doing something like target market. However, it is the, it is the uh, equivalent of you know, something like in the fitness industry, everybody knows that they should be moving more and eating less to some degree. It's something that everybody knows and yet very few people actually do, right? Here's why this is a huge deal, establishing your target market. When you know your very, very, very specific market, then it allows you to be able to answer questions like this for yourself. The answers become obvious. And let me give you one example here. Um, you know, many people are probably familiar with uh, our one of our podcasts. We have we have six different podcasts actually. However, you know, two of our really popular ones are the How to Become a Career Coach podcast and the Happen to Your Career podcast. And the how to that. Uh, happen to your career podcast when we created that originally it's evolved over the years but when we created it originally it was very 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 targeted for those professionals who had been in their career for uh, seven to ten years and had reached the point where they had moved up in their in their organization and they had 
um, desire to do more, but had realized that for one reason or another, they're in a dead end for their organization. And I'm not going to go and tell you everything about what our target market was at the time, but we had a really, really, really high degree of understanding about that market, even starting out. And what that allowed us to do is speak to them completely differently. And we would be able to use their verbiage, their verbiage on pages on our website. And we'd be able to use their, how they speak about something and think about something in our interactions with them. And as you might imagine, you know, wild guess, that resonated with them much more than just putting out something that was, you know, catering to all markets and not, you know, excluding people necessarily. But the bigger thing it allowed us to do is understand where they were at because these people also are very voracious learners and these people also love podcasts they spend a lot of their time listening to podcasts so um that makes sense that we would spend our you know some of our time and effort there reaching them in places that was a podcast but that's not true for every single market it's really, really not. You know, we have a, uh, I'll give you an example here. We worked, with, we worked with somebody a while back, a few years ago, uh, to help them get their first clients as a career coach. And her market was actually primarily spending most of their time on Facebook and Facebook groups in particular. And within those Facebook groups, that's, I mean, that's where they were. That's where they're already hanging out. So why would I spend my time and effort going to someplace else where that target market is not, if that's the set of people and the group of people that I want to help? And that answers some of the questions for how can I market my services online? The better question here that I mentioned earlier is who is your target market and where are they already showing up? already spending their time so that you can go to them instead of, um, instead of the falsity of you know, bringing them to you. There are ways to do that, but they're much, much, much more difficult and much more costly, both in time and money, in order to bring people to you. And most of them are not very, very effective. So far, far easier to go to where they're at, but I can only do that if I understand their market. And I'll give you one other example too. Um, different person, but also someone who already was finding their, uh, their target market was uh, Facebook groups in, in particular. Um, her name, the different person, her name was uh, Susan, and she was really interested in serving military spouses. So Really cool. The military spouses need a, a lot of support in various different ways. And she also had familiarity because she was a military spouse. So this totally made sense. So Susan uh, had at one point asked us about you know doing things like ads and all kinds of other things. And uh, we asked her the question, you know, where does your group hang out? And she went and did some of that research and realized they're spending their time in a few different places. One of those big places was in groups that were specifically and already catered to military spouses. So that meant that she could reach them in those groups. Maybe she could create a community of her own on Facebook 
Um, but again, the important piece here was we wanted Susan to be able to go to where they're at and knowing where these people are already spending their time makes the answers to finding to how can I market my services online much, 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 much easier. But I'll tell you, there's tons of different ways to do that. Tons of different ways to do that. And none of them matter unless you are, unless you're reaching the group of people that you want to want to reach. Okay. There's more, there's many, many more reasons to why that target market piece is so incredibly important here that almost everyone overlooks, but I'll share those with you here in just a minute here. Okay. Feel free to drop in any other additional questions you have, but I wanted to get to the piece that I promised you at the beginning, which is the three keys to a profitable coaching business. Once you have your first clients. All right. Key number one, that target market piece resurfaces. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Here's why this is a, a huge deal though. Not only do you know where they're at, not only does it answer, begin to answer those types of questions, and not only does it help you understand how to speak to these people, but it also takes a lot of the guesswork and error out of it. And most importantly, <laughs> this is the thing that almost everybody overlooks because everybody who uh, takes an initial stab at creating a target market almost always feels the exact same thing. They're like, I don't want to exclude these people because generally people who are, are career coaches or want to be coaches are really legitimately and interested in helping lots of different people. And that's cool. That's a good indication that you're going to be an amazing coach. Also, it is entirely ineffective when it comes to marketing. So what is far, far, far more effective is hyper-targeting on a very, very, very more specific than you think that you need to be group of people so that you know where and how to spend your time and effort marketing. And here's the reason why it, it doesn't work in reverse. Um, first of all, just because you create a target market doesn't mean it's not going to attract. Just because you create a target market and make you know, your website, your uh, emails, your interactions on whether it be social media or a podcast or whatever your channel of choice is that fits with your target market because you already know where they're at. So you're going to that channel, but then you're going to resonate with them completely differently. They're going to be interested completely differently in what it is that you're able to deliver. And if you do it the opposite way, if you try to not exclude anybody, nobody's going to resonate. They're not. It doesn't work in reverse. So if you do a great job being hyper-specific, you'll have your target market show up and resonate and other people that are slightly outside your target market show up and resonate too. And that's actually how you'll get to help lots of people, which is counterintuitive because if you instead focus only on, uh, on making it general enough that it's going to resonate with uh, lots of groups of people, it's going to come off as bland. It's going to come off as vanilla and nobody's going to care. And you're never going to get the opportunity to help lots of people that you wanted to do in the first place. So it's completely backwards than what you would think. 
I know that's painful and it's still the way it works. And I bet if you, if you think about it for a while, then you'll come to that conclusion too. Um, but it also does something else too. Something else that people don't think about. And that's, that's in key number two here. So I want to go on to key number two for just a second. Focusing your coaching offer on getting your clients results. You can't do this if you haven't done a great job with really establishing your target market, or at least it makes it much more difficult to do at any kind of scale, more than just one person at a time and an occasional person here and there. If you already know who your target, specific target market is, what their problems are, what they, what they say to their spouse you know, over, over dinner. Do they even have a spouse at all? Like all of those types of things. You know, what are the, the thoughts that enter their mind and they are going to say before they even say them? That's how well you need to get to know your, your target market. Is that hard? Yes. Is that, uh, is that um, easy to do? Absolutely not. And, but it helps you be able to understand what type of offer to create for them too. Especially if you're trying to do this at any kind of scale, which is usually needed in order to create anything that's full-time or substantially profitable. Okay. So focusing your coaching offer on getting your clients results. Well, what does that mean here? Well, um, let me give you an example. And this is one that, uh, that I think I included this example in um, our How to Become a Career Coach book as well. And, and this is an example for negotiation. We've got a lot of career coaches that are interested in being able to help people negotiate better. And that's super cool. I'm really into negotiation to the point where like, I, I create weird experiments, all kinds of stuff, because I love seeing, <laughs> seeing what's going to happen. You know, I will walk into, I'm the type of guy who will walk into Starbucks and uh, try to negotiate with them. Does that make my wife uncomfortable? Yes, it absolutely does. Is that fun for me? Sometimes, uh, as long as she's in a good mood. And I look at it as sort of a psychological experiment. Not everybody looks at it that way. Okay, so if I'm creating a coaching offer that really centers around negotiation in particular as the solution then that's not really focused on results. Because think about why does someone want to negotiate in the first place? Why do they want to negotiate in the first place? Well, it's going to depend a little bit on who it is and what market they come from. However, some of those reasons might be that they feel underpaid. Their current job, they're underpaid, and their next job, they want to feel valued. They want to feel like they are, they are proud of what they do. And they're, let's, if it's a, if it's a, you know, twenty-seven-year-old, twenty-seven-year-old um, female that has, uh, you know, a couple of degrees. Her family worked really hard to put her through school. And, you know, she's working in an administrative assistant job and nothing wrong with an administrative assistant job, but she feels like she had, um, she feels like she had 
the capability to do something that she perceives as better or contribute more. And she feels like that she's maybe not making her, her parents proud. And when she tells her friends what she does, she wants to be proud of that. So all these types of things might be rooted to the reason somebody is interested in getting paid more, which that's the real, real result in the first place. They want to get paid more. And there's a whole series of reasons why they want to get paid more. So if I know that, and then I know that about my market, I can focus my offer on making sure that they're getting those results. Here's the other reason I'm interested in outcomes or results in particular. First of all, how often do you see offers that are focused on results? I mean, there's some good examples of them in, in a variety of different areas, but most of them are focused on the coaching. Most of them are focused on the number of Skype sessions that you're going to get, or they're focused on uh, how, how do you, know, you get support for two months in particular. But if you say, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you get, uh, you know, get your, accept your next role and be able to negotiate that offer to get an amount that you are super excited about so that you, you know, this is where you insert all the reasons here, so that you can, you know, be proud of the type of role that you're in and you know, be proud when you are sharing what it is that you, you're doing as a role and with the company and organization you know, with, your, with your parents, with your friends and all of those other pieces that come along with it. And yeah, I'm going to I'm going to help you get that particular result. How much do you think that's worth? <laughs> it's worth a heck of a lot more than you know six Skype sessions. I will tell you that we've tested it out many different ways. You can sell Skype sessions and you can sell coaching sessions for you know 150, 200 dollars, you know, 300 dollars. You know, that's great, but you can sell results for often, you know, 10 times that amount, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less depends on the market. Nearly every time in every single market I've ever seen, if you're focused on particular results and they don't always have to be, you get a job or they don't always have to be, you know, you make more money or something like that. There's other results people are interested in and outcomes that people are interested in having too. Remember the, remember the interviews we were talking about earlier, the interview prep that we were talking about earlier, like going into an interview, feeling more comfortable and more confident. That's an outcome. That's a result. And that sells completely differently versus you know, I'll help you prep for interviews in four sessions. You can charge more if you're focused on those results, on those outcomes, which if you're familiar with our brand at all, and you look at our programs like Career Change Bootcamp, or when we do custom coaching, we'll often uh, create offers that are focused on getting a particular result. Or we might say, hey, we've got two options for you. We will work with you for as long as it takes to be able to get you the offer that you want. And you know, we'll charge you know, $13,000 or $15,000 for that. Or 
if that's not your, if what you're interested in, another alternative would be we structure a session around what we think it's going to take. We believe it's going to take, you know, nine months to work with you over this period of time. And then here's what we would charge for that instead. Which one would be a better fit for you? So there's a couple of different ways that that can look. If you aren't focused on those outcomes or results that your client wants, then you're typically stuck in the, I do this session for this amount of money. And that's, that's, not, that's not as useful to you and it's not as useful to the person that you're helping. Okay, let's go on to key number three here. Key number three, create systems and automation that don't require you to do the same thing over and over and over again. This is inclusive of marketing. This is inclusive of admin work. Most coaches that get into running a business that are interested in doing it full-time, part-time, on the side, for another organization, whatever, like they are not interested in spending tons and tons of time doing this type of stuff. They're interested in coaching and they're in, they may be interested in running a business too. You have to have some degree of interest in running a business. Don't ever start a coaching business if you're only purely interested in coaching, by the way. Um, start a coaching business because you're interested in running a coaching business, which is inclusive of marketing and inclusive of all the business pieces. It's inclusive of coaching as well. But if you're only, 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 only interested in ever doing coaching, there's other ways to do that. You can, um, you know, you can go through a certification process like you know, the professional coaching, professional career coach certification that uh, we have and our training program that goes along with it. Or, um, you know, there's other, there's other coach programs out there. And then you can go and you can work at a university or you can work for another coaching organization or something like that. But if you are truly interested in doing your own thing, running your own thing and building a coaching business, whether it's, you know, part-time or whether it is full-time, either way is great, but you don't want to spend all of your time on these type of admin tasks. You are going to spend some time marketing. Absolutely. That's going to be a part of it. I want to give you examples of several systems that we use that gives us leverage. That's the main key here. We were talking about this within our business earlier today. Uh, you know, we've created a lot of leverage and even almost eight years later, after starting this business, we are looking to create more and more and more and more leverage. Leverage means systems, leverage means automation. They help you do things like um, add additional revenue without even having to think about it. They help you do things like get people scheduled without even having to think about it. They help you be able to you know, serve potential customers and build relationship with them without even having to think about it. Okay, so here's a couple examples. Example number one, many people, we've had uh, over 30,000 people through a mini course. It's called, uh, well, it's had a couple of names over the years, but the latest version is called the Figure It Out eight-day mini course to help you figure out what it is that, um, to help you figure out what career fits you. And that's something that I created with, uh, with a friend who was helping me out at the time about seven and a half years ago. It's gone through several iterations since then. Absolutely. However, for the most part, it's just kept operating. Like it's just kept, every, you know, people sign up and they get the emails and the videos that go along with it. 
And it's just been operating. Like it doesn't require anything from me. It doesn't require anything from Philip. It doesn't require anything from anybody else on the team for the most part, unless we're improving it or unless occasionally something goes wrong. You know, we had a server down a couple of years ago uh, and that required some attention from us. But for the most part, like the rest of the seven and a half years, like we're not doing anything. And it's building mass amounts of relationship with the people, the type of people that we really, really want to work with and are really interested in working with. And most importantly, it's not only building relationship, it's helping them. It's building trust. They're getting legitimate value out of it before they ever actually meet us. And that's an example of automation because as much as I enjoy meeting new people and talking to them and getting to know them and their story, which is serious, serious fun for me. I really legitimately love that. I can't meet, I cannot meet 30,000 people. I can't like there's, there's, that would have been impossible to do over, even with Philip's help. Well, maybe Philip could have met 30,000 people. I don't know. (laughs) Either way, you can start to see the value of, of doing this. So because we were able to build a relationship with 30,000 people where you know, in eight years, maybe I've been able to meet, I don't know, I'd, conserve, I'd estimate maybe a few thousand of those 30,000, but definitely less than 10%. Um, it just, it would have been impossible. Okay, so here's another example. When someone goes through that eight-day mini course, then we have a variety of different ways that they can get continuous support. One of the ways is to be able to get on a call with Philip, our our director of student and client success, and figure out how we can best custom tailor additional help to them. And the way that happens, there's actually a a link that we use to a system called Acuity that uh, looks at our availability on all of our calendars across the team, in this case, Philip's calendar, and it shows that particular potential client, what time Philip has available. And Philip doesn't have all the time in the day available. Philip's uh, you know, got projects <laughs> and everything else, but it does show the ones that are available without Philip ever having to you know, have a bunch of email exchanges back and forth and all the other things that typically it takes to be able to schedule. Okay, that's another example of other automation. And we start to have things like marketing automation that are built into that too. You know, I mentioned earlier our podcasts. And one of the things that has a tendency to happen is people will go out, they'll listen to our podcast. They might hear about this eight-day mini course on a few different podcasts. Eventually, they go over to happenyourcareer.com and then they check it out. They sign up for the eight-day mini course and they go through that, that process. And then they're getting other additional emails from us, but maybe they decide that they want to buy a Strength Finder review as an example. All that can be done 100% automated. And then the, you know, uh, whatever it costs, $297 or something for the Strength Finder review uh, is purchased from them without, uh, it just shows up in, in the account. And then we get on the phone with them. They get auto-emailed a calendar. You can get on the phone with them, pick it out, and um, go through and help them out. And then 
also in that conversation, often we're having the discussion of, hey, are there other ways that we can help at the same time? 100% of that, or very nearly 100% of that is automated. There's almost no way that you can run a, it would be really, really difficult and you'd work a lot of extra hours running a full-time coaching business without any leverage, without any systems, without any automation. And we even use simple systems when we're doing coaching and things along those lines too. I have, a, I have an Evernote doc that I duplicate every single time. Well, I don't do a lot of coaching anymore, actually, to be honest. But when I did, um, and our coaches do, uh, do something similar, all the coaches on our team, um, I had that Evernote doc, I would duplicate it, and that would be my template for working with a new a coaching client. And then everything on that, I'd actually turn it into a Google Doc and everything on that Google Doc that I needed would be right there. And it would be attached to the appointment for working with them. So I could just like pull it up in my calendar and be ready to go. And it took a whole bunch less prep. And it was just a simple system that required you know uh, five minutes less for me. It didn't require the five minutes to be able to pull that thing up. It didn't require you know, me retyping it out those are the types of systems automation and leverage that are required to create a full-time income because otherwise you just do not have the time in the day to do it all. And what I found is that most of the people that we've worked with at least, and most of the people I've talked to, I've probably talked to close to 700-ish career coaches in the last eight years or so. And I highly suspect that makes me the, um, <laughs> I don't know if there's like a world, I seriously doubt there's a world record for that or something, but I seriously doubt there are very many people in the world who have talked talk to 700 career coaches or so. And the ones that are running a successful, profitable business are those that have built some type of system and automation as it relates to marketing, as it relates to administration, as it relates to the pieces that they don't want to spend as much of their time on. Otherwise, it becomes nearly impossible. Okay, those are the three keys. Those are also the things that most people are missing when, they, when they're building a, a coaching business from the ground up. I also understand that it is really difficult to figure a lot of these things out for individual situations here. So uh, I want to give you a next set of steps if you're interested in. And then also feel free to drop any additional questions that you have in the chat. Here's some ways that we can help you if you're not interested in going through it, learning all of those different ways to create systems yourself and you want help being able to create those and apply those into your exact situation, you're not interested in determining every single and going through all of the trial and error of creating and identifying your target market and then realizing you got to get even more specific than what you thought you did and then realizing, oh my goodness, uh, that here's this other thing that it benefits over here too and you know, wasting many, many months, potentially years, then uh, two different things I would say. One, uh, Philip does have some time set aside to speak to you personally about how you can apply these specific strategies in your business. And regardless of whether we work together, we'll help you understand some of the specific ways that you can apply them. I also am very, very aware that it, we can probably help you a whole bunch further. And we can 
absolutely share what is the very best way, whether it be our career coaching program, our professional career coach training and certification, or whether it be, you know, getting you one-on-one support or whether it be having you go through a program like our level up your career coaching or joining our community, whatever it is, uh, we will custom tailor it to your specific needs, your specific situation. And at the worst case scenario, you'll have some new ways to be able to incorporate these types of strategies for you, regardless of where you're at. So head on over to happenedyourcareer.com slash apply. Um, this is a simple system also, by the way. So it says apply you're not actually going to apply for anything specifically, but it is going to ask you some really targeted questions so we can learn a little bit about you. And that way we can make the conversation really, really valuable, which is something that you can do as a, as a coach too. That's part of that automation and leverage in action. We'd rather make it a really valuable conversation as opposed to having to ask all the same questions. Plus, it also helps us understand you know, how serious you are about uh, about you know what for whatever stage you are in, like becoming a career coach, how serious you are about growing a business and how committed you are to that, it, it helps us understand where you're at, and that way we can target the right type of help for you. So, happenedyourcareer.com/apply, and I'll put that. Actually, Philip, can you put that link in the in the chat session? And then we're just about to wrap up here, but I wanted to give one more opportunity if you had any specific questions about. Uh, about anything that you're looking for here too. Okay. Tim, looks like we have a question from, from Tim. Philip, is that right? That's right. Hey, Tim, thanks so much for, for coming on here. Um, I'm also in the San Francisco Bay Area, but he says, great job explaining how to automate the marketing and admin tasks for coaching biz. Most coaches I've seen here in the San Francisco Bay Area definitely miss that piece. Ah, Less of a question and more of a right on validation. Yeah, Tim, I totally agree with you. And that's not just in the the Bay Area. That's every place. I've talked to people all over the world and there's a few people that are doing it well. And the vast majority of people are not, not doing it well. You know, this is, this is like, we literally had a conversation about this this morning within our business and I think it applies even on day, you know, maybe not day one, but at least like day 180 uh, for sure. And that is, you know, how do you build assets within the business? We're still doing that to this day. And that's still a huge focus for us. And it also was something that I didn't realize if you would ask me, you know, eight years ago, I didn't realize just how important it was, even though I was doing my darndest to try and, and focus on that in a, in a much less strategic way in some cases. However, um, you know, much of the reason that we have been successful, much of the reason that this has been a profitable business and, uh, and sustained through the, through the times has been because of those assets that has that is, those have been the same types of things that have um, saved us during like ups and downs times, uh, you know, those building those different types of assets. We've even seen fluctuation really, really recently in a variety of different ways. It's been really interesting, actually. We have seen more 
um, more people interested in working with us than literally ever ever before. And more questions, more people that need help. We also have seen more people that are, uh, it's, it's also caused a lot of confusion and uncertainty. You know, our latest times have caused a lot of confusion and uncertainty for people uh, as well. So having those systems and those types of things in place has allowed us to create a healthier business overall and allowed us to really take advantage of some of the long-term game because we really want to be there and we focused a lot of attention on supporting even people that are not going to buy from us right now because they feel really uncertain. And I am 100% okay with that because I know that when those people decide to move forward, that because we've been there for them and because we have put time and energy into helping them, um, even before they were willing to pay us for it, then a high percentage of them are going to come back. A high percentage of them are going to want to work with us later. And we've seen that. We've seen that over the years. So it's something I would absolutely encourage you to think about as you're building a business from the ground up. How do you build some of those initial systems? And if you're not sure what to build, that's, um, and I use the word build because that's how I feel about it. Um, it doesn't have to be that comprehensive necessarily. We often start with really simple systems when we're helping people behind the scenes. But if you're not sure what those should be, then I would send you to a couple of different resources. For sure, have a conversation with Philip and we can help you understand the best ways to help. But we also have like, um, you know, the How to Become a Career Coach book, which details out some of those, not all of those. Um, we also have, you know, our PCC program, professional career coach training program, where we have several tracks of that in the business track. We literally go through and help people behind the scenes, establish those systems so that when they leave, talk about, you know, <laughs> this is where I feel like we, we legitimately are practicing what we preach because, um, you know, talk about outcomes, like they come out of that with those systems set up and they come out of that already having a bunch of their marketing foundations like complete done where they're already receiving you know people coming to their business and we literally guarantee they're going to have uh, an additional client after they go through that so um worthwhile to do set those systems up from the beginning and don't hesitate to let us know how we can support you in that um hey i just want to say thank you thanks for spending your time with us. Yeah, time is, in my opinion, the most valuable resource in the world. And it means a lot to me that you're choosing to come here, uh, spend it with us, you know, send in great questions. We had a lot of great questions that were sent in. And also it means a lot. Of, it says a lot about you too, that you're willing to invest in yourself and spend time for yourself to figure out how to make this possible for you at whatever stage you're at. I hope you enjoyed that training. And I want to remind you that our professional career coach training and certification is open right now. PCC is for people just like you who are serious about becoming a coach or growing a coaching business. And if you're interested in PCC training and certification, you can schedule a conversation, no obligation, and chat directly with, well, chat directly with me about whether or not PCC is, is right for you. And here's what you need to know right now. Pause this podcast right now. Did you pause it? Okay. 
and go directly to your email and open up a new email. Now, you can email me directly at philip, P-H-I-L-L-I-P, at happenyourcareer.com. Now, don't forget that's Philip with two L's, you know, as it should be. But <laughs> make sure you add the subject line, career coaching. So I know where you're coming from. And on that note, signing off, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to How to Become a Career Coach. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast player. For more resources, go to becomeacareercoach.com.